Hi, today I want to talk to you about uh, finding meaning and purpose in life when you are the caregiver and it feels like everybody around you is um, needing your care, needing your help, and isn't really giving you the thanks or the uh, like words of affirmation that you would like. Hi, this is uh, Dr. Evka, or Eva Sosnik, MD, and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Evka Show, where we take you on the caregiving journey uh, to discuss the intricacies of caregiving, because you as a caregiver to your loved one uh, probably are experiencing some stress and some confusion, how nice it would be to take away some of your overwhelm and replace it with knowledge. Okay, now before we get started with today's episode, I have an exciting announcement for you. We are going to uh, start a Kickstarter campaign to talk about babies with colic who just cry and cry and cry and cry. So if you go onto my website of either the reuse method or to drevka.com uh, and click on one of my books. You'll see a book uh, for babies who cry and cry called the Colic Handbook. And in that book, I uh, describe what you can do uh, to support me as we go on this journey of creating a book um, that includes your input as well as mine all about babies with colic. All right, so I'll see you there in case you're interested in that book. It's available online. Now back to our episode. Today, I want to talk to you about uh, finding meaning and purpose in life when you are the caregiver and it feels like everybody around you is um, needing your care, needing your help, and isn't really giving you the thanks or the uh, like words of affirmation that you would like. If you do not have a problem with this, if you do not have a problem with this where you don't feel like you're kind of taken for granted while you just give and give and give and give, then maybe there's somebody else in your life who has that problem and this would be a good uh, episode for them to listen to because um, it may help them to feel a little bit less alone. So even if you're not in this situation, uh, listen up. Not getting that external validation can feel like a hindrance. It can feel hard because when we give so much of ourselves to others, whether that is for, with time or with money or with our energy or with our hearts or our emotions, uh, we're ho often hoping to get something back in return. When you're just giving and giving and giving um, and not getting much in return, it may feel like it's a hindrance for you, like it's, it's making it harder for you to do your job or do what you want to because you're more likely to feel like you're burning out. You may believe like that this lack of external validation hinders you from achieving your goals, uh, your caregiving goals, but that is not true. Um, assume that you're pursuing a goal and you 
want to get the external validation for it. So you want someone to like sh the person that you're caring for to give you um, or shower you with at least one of the five love languages. Um, I like talking about the five, uh, five love languages. Uh, there was a book about it by uh, Gary Chapman. But anyway, he talks about the love languages and how we can show love to each other. And the five love languages are acts of service, where uh, so that's number one, where we, where we do things for others. Um, another love language is spending quality time with somebody because we could be spending our time on all kinds of things. So when we spend quality time with somebody, it's a love language. A third uh, love language is um, gifts or gift giving or receiving of gifts. That's a way to tell someone that you love them. A fourth one is words of affirmation. Like how nice it is to feel respected and loved and cared for. How nice it is to feel like someone really thanks you for what you're doing um, and provides you with all kinds of positive energy. And the fifth um, love language is is physical touch. Like we we love many of us crave physical touch from other people, whether that's hugs, um, uh, just holding hands, shrugs, or in a more romantic sense, if it happens to be a romantic partner, um, uh, even further than that. Um, and when you're giving so much of yourself from somebody, somebody else, how nice it would feels to get those one of those five languages brought on to you how nice it feels to be um, loved by somebody who who returns the favor by in some way maybe not in a way that the best way that they can because again you're the one who's caregiving for them but how nice it is when they can return that favor for for you and make you really feel appreciated for what you're doing right we, we want to be appreciated appreciation can be feel like a motivator for us but let's say you're not getting that. Let's say you're not getting that appreciation of those five languages from others. You're going to have to find a way to move past that and find your meaning for what you're doing with your caregiving in some other way. Having a lack of that external validation does not mean that you cannot pursue your goal. It, it doesn't mean that you... Uh, cannot pursue your goal of feeling appreciated because uh, your goal of feeling appreciated doesn't have to be defined by the actions of others. Sometimes the person who's most able to appreciate you is you. And, and I know that's hard because we're like all looking for external validation within others. But sometimes the person who can appreciate what you do more than anybody else is you. And one of the things that you can appreciate about your life is that you're living a purpose-driven life. In that caregiving, you find purpose. Because you're not just like sitting around watching television for hours upon hours wondering what you're doing with your life. Um, you are engaging in meaningful stuff to help somebody that you're caring for. Feeling appreciated and finding meaning in the caregiving is defined by a set of values. So values that make you feel worthwhile, that make you feel like you're important. Feeling validated, feeling like you're important is one of the ways that you can define meaning in your caregiving journey. 
feeling validated and feeling important is not the same as having somebody else shower you with the five languages. It's not the same as being told that you're amazing by somebody else. It's not the same as being touched by somebody else or receiving gifts or getting acts of service done onto you or or being able to spend a lot of quality time with somebody who could be otherwise spending their time with somebody else. All those things are nice. All those things can make you feel loved, all those acts of service. But not having them does not prevent their lack of meaning in what you're doing. There's still meaning in your caregiving relationship, even if you don't get all those, all those things. If you do not address that you're feeling like you're not getting validated much for your caregiving journey, how, for what you're doing, if, if you don't address the elephant in the room, however, which is that you're not getting much external validation, um, for when you're trying to reach your goal, then it becomes a problem. Um, I want you to spend this episode helping to empower you to address uh, finding meaning that comes from within. Um, I'm going to give you three ways to find meaning in your caregiving journey if it's harder for you to get that meaning and get that external validation from the person that you're caring for. If you do not address the fact that you feel underappreciated, if you do not address the fact that you feel like you're doing a lot and not really getting much in return, um, it can be harder for you to reach that goal of trying to be the best caregiver you can. I want to spend part of this episode helping to empower you to address that feeling of not getting much external validation even though you're doing a lot. Um, I'm going to address it with you in three different ways. Um, this feeling that you're not getting as much validation as you would like. Notice there's nothing that I can say that will make this feeling of not really being appreciated go away. There's nothing's going to make the fact that you're not getting those those love languages given to you uh, go away. There's nothing that's going to make somebody always, each and every time, whenever you need it, uh, give you gifts or say wonderful things about you, give you words of affirmation, do physical touch, um, spend quality time with you, or um, do acts of service towards you. Like none of this, you can't force anybody to do anything, anything like that. That's, that's their decision to, to be done. That feeling that you're not being appreciated will continue to be there. Uh, but we can address it, that we can, we can address some things to do about it, even though that feeling might might still be there, um, you just kind of hold on to that feeling, and you find workarounds so that you do feel appreciated, even when you don't get from somebody else. Don't get me wrong; I really do want you to get loved upon by somebody else. I really want the person that you're caring giving uh, for to be as appreciative as they can be of you because you are going out of your way to help them. Like I, I want that for you. I want this to be a mutual experience where they're giving you a lot 
um, but you're, you're giving them a lot as well. I want this to be a give and take relationship for you, but give and take relationships are not always possible. Um, so how do you get that feeling of appreciation? How do you get that feeling of being motivated to continue caregiving when, when you're not getting a lot of external rewards for it? Um, what are some of the things we can do? And I'm going to give you some examples. And I understand that this exercise can be uncomfortable. First, do not put yourself down. Do not start to pity yourself. I know you may be in a situation like I was where you wind up giving so much of yourself to care for somebody. So in my example, one of mine's is that um, my child needed to go to lots of therapy. Um, she had a lot of stuff that was going on with her and that required me to cut down on my hours at work as a physician, which is what made me feel bad to be able to take her to therapies. Uh, that required me to learn therapy skills. That required me to write books to address some of what was missing in the medical literature so that I could help her more with, 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 with her struggles. And... Um, it took away me time. It took away time from me being able to spend with friends and with family. It took away uh, time for me to pursue my other goals because so much of my focus then happened to be on my child. And uh, when you have a young child, the way you treat them is that the way that they're used to being treated. They might not realize that you're giving so much of yourself to them. Um, because they just kind of, that's the way it is. That's what the parent or the caregiver does. And you have to realize that this is okay. Second, and this may feel counterintuitive because you're already giving so much of yourself to the caregiving. But second, realize when you are being a perfectionist. Do not be a perfectionist. Sometimes there's only so much of you to go around and if you require perfection, then you're not going to be able to do as much. Like give yourself grace. Give yourself grace to know that there's only so much you can do. It might not be perfect. That other you like you might want to control the other person's life. Controlling it includes wanting the very best for that person and doing everything you can to make sure that they are ta as taken care of as, as you can help them to be um, because you, you don't want to see them suffer and you love them um, but at some point like all of your focus cannot just be on the caregiving all of the because if you that becomes the case if all you're doing is the caregiving then you're going to wind up burning out and then um, you're going to wind up with two people who, who who have concerns not just you because then you'll need to be taken care of as well i remember um a, that a book called the body keeps the score which talks about how if you are constantly under a lot of stress, eventually you might get sick. Eventually something may happen to you. And then you wind up being have the one who needs the caregiving. So, so before that happens, it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to set boundaries around the caregiving just so that you can give yourself space. And third, 
do not engage in too much self-pity. I know it's, it can be hard to like say, woe is me, woe is me. Look at all that I'm doing and what am I getting in return? Like, woe is me, how is this hard? That's negative thinking and negative thinking is not going to get you far. It's better to think about the situation from a positive standpoint than through the negative listen, I want you to reach your goal. I want you to feel acknowledged. I want you to feel important. I want you to feel like you are amazing because you are the caregiving caregiver and you're giving so much of yourself. I sympathize with you because it's so nice to get that. It's so nice to get the external validation, right? We're, we're all used to it. It's, it's hard to always be thinking from within. It's hard to always be thinking that the place where the validation should be happening is from me. And it's nice when you finally get that like from somebody else, especially from the person that you're caring for. But changing your behavior, changing your behavior so that um, you give yourself more space. You aren't so much of a perfectionist. You allow yourself to think positively about the, the situation. And you realize that um, you're, you're, there's going to be lots of situations where you're just going to be taken for, for granted. But you can think about those situations as look at all the good that you're doing. Look at all the good that, you, that you're doing in the world. Imagine what that person would be if you weren't there to take such good care of them. I know that that might sound hard. Like, why would you um, want to imagine what would happen to them otherwise? Like, it's it might make you feel sad to think about the alternative, but sometimes thinking about that and imagining it um, may uh, be all that you need to make you realize that you're, what you're doing is important. On the converse side, if you're feeling like you're giving way too much of yourself, thinking that that's absolutely what you have to do or else something bad will happen, maybe look at that and think, you know what, what if something terrible doesn't happen? What if I step back from the situation so that I can get some of my self-care elsewhere? What if I step back from the situation and get some of that external validation somewhere else just so that when I come back to caregiving, I'm feeling a little bit more replenished, I'm feeling a little bit more whole, I'm less likely to get sick myself because all I'm doing is the caregiving. And if you imagine yourself like a, a taking a step back from what's happening, you might imagine that your loved one will get much, much worse. And um, sometimes those fears that we have that they're going to get much, much worse are more in our heads. Um, that might not necessarily be what would actually happen. So just thinking about it in terms of that, like reality versus what, what is in your imagination may make a difference. I'm hoping that by listening to me, I'm hoping that by listening to me, you got some tidbits that help you feel like you're more worthwhile and more important. My hope is that by listening to this episode, you feel a little bit less resentful of uh, caregiving. Uh, you feel a little bit more happy and you feel a little bit more motivated to do what you need to do, but do it in a way that makes sense for you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. Efka Show. If you like what you're seeing here, please subscribe to my channel. Just hit subscribe. That way um, you'll be able to listen to more episodes. They'll show up more on your feed. And I look forward to seeing you for the next one. Take care.